We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 174 On this episode, we will be talking about recent episodes of How I Met Your Mother, Castle, New Girl, Psych, parentheses, which I completely forgot I even watched, end parentheses, Grey's Anatomy and The Good Wife, plus a very brief reality check because I'm seven years behind on TV. You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 174. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com. And I'm Ray. I guess from Rayleigh.com, but there's still nothing there. So Ray is Ray from the internet. So just a little bit of news that happened while we were getting set up for to record tonight. Um, Cougar Town has been renewed by TBS for a fifth season, second season on TBS, but a fifth season overall. So that's good news for people who watch Cougar Town. Ray, notwithstanding. Um, here's the thing. Has the conversation happened on this podcast yet about Veronica Mars movie? Uh, no, I don't think we ever talked about that. We could talk about that if you'd, if you'd like to talk about that. While I was in California, I got some news that the Veronica Mars movie was happening. And I was like, it's not happening. And then two days later, it was officially announced that the Veronica Mars movie was happening. If we were able, as a university, I mean, as a group. As a universe. I guess the word I was looking for, as a universe. To um, raise $2 million in 30 days. And we were like, of course we can do that. And in the next 10 hours, $2.5 million was raised. So the movie's officially greenlit. And Rob is very hopeful. Thomas, not the singer, but the writer, is very hopeful that all of your favorites will be involved. For sure, the script, I'm sure at this point, includes Veronica. Uh, (laughs) Keith is in it. Logan's in it. They want Mac. They want Wallace. They want Weevil. They want Leo. I don't know if he's in the script or not yet, but they want Leo. I think everybody wants Max Greenfield. Give him a chance to redeem that character. Um, And so, yeah, so right now I just checked. With 59,565 backers, they are at $3,876,946 pledged of their $2 million goal. So 18 days to go. I don't see any reason why they won't hit $4 million, um, essentially 200% funding their their thing so it should be twice as good as it was originally planned well that's exactly it like two million was the base they needed to make the script that rob has prepared four million is going to be great because it's just going to be great a couple extra people might be in there i mean everybody's coming out of woodworks looking forward to the big fight scene now yeah kristen ritter wants to be involved first i'm sure that they're going to try and get like you know all the names like madison sinclair will probably be like you know, be it because it's going to be set around the 10 year reunion, which is perfect timing. Everybody gets to play kind of closer to their own age. Um, I think they want Piz back, though. I don't see any purpose. Uh, no offense, Chris Lowell, but um, but yeah, so I was I was very excited when that happened when I heard the news because sure, it's years later, but it's still really exciting because I love the song. Can I meant the song. <laughs> What just happened? Oh, I had um, my on-demand pause, and then all of a sudden it unpaused. Um, I meant I love the show. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I thought you were just basing it based on the, the theme song. You love the theme song so much <laughs> that you're glad that the movie there's going to be a movie. But I haven't thought of you late. 
Seattle. Um, so hopefully they do the upbeat version and not the crappy noir third season version. Um, but yeah, so I'm very excited. I know Ray, you're very excited. I am. Jason, were you a fan? Yeah, I'm. I'm glad they're going to be doing it. Excited. All right. So now, of course, everybody's like, "Well, is this going to help all my other shows?" My favorite thing are the idiots who were like. I mean, no offense if you're one of these idiots, but <laughs> maybe now we can do a Kickstarter to get a Firefly movie made. Uh, that... Got that already. So I don't think you're going to get another one. Yeah. Well, first yeah. off, uh, Joss is a little busy. <laughs> also, already got a Firefly movie. Yeah. Not that he wouldn't necessarily want to do you know, maybe another sure. one, but, uh, for people who haven't got a movie, but, uh, I think this is more on the, uh, that's also a little bit bigger budget <laughs> type of type of movie. Like yeah. you couldn't do a Kickstarter for that and just be hoping for 2 million to get the, right. uh, exactly. uh, what do you think of the people talking about how that people are giving money to, something that a big corporation is going to end up making money. Well, here's the thing. When you... I don't think Warner Brothers <laughs> is going to make any money, any money. I just don't. Also, B, um, the amount of money that Warner Brothers is actually like putting into it to distribute a movie, like this $2 million does not go to distribution. So I just, I think people need to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I think people need to realize that, you know, like when you buy a ticket or merchandise or a dvd set you know or, or whatever guess what you're giving money to a giant corporation exactly for the content in this case you're just giving a little bit uh ahead of time and uh you know for the most part you know you're getting on this on this thing if at not the you know the base level of giving like a dollar or something like that but you're gonna at least get a at the average giving thing, you're going to get a copy of the movie. So right. it's, you're just, uh, it, in this case, you're just sort of paying ahead of time. Exactly. Uh, for your, for your content instead of, uh, so we're excited. Yeah. Plus I would also say just to add to that about the corporation asking for money, whatever the thing about it is, is it wasn't going to get made any other way. Yeah, like right. it would be one thing if like they didn't try to get it made but for years, they've been talking to Warner Brothers and talking to um, Joel Shoemaker? No. Silver. Silver. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> um, to Joel Silver and trying to get it made and trying to prove even a, just a TV movie. Um, right. So they've been trying and have not succeeded. So it truly was like a da last ditch effort to say, okay, well let's just prove to you that fans would pay to see it and fans would pay to have it made. And right. So I don't feel like it's the same thing as saying like, you're asking a gigantic, like a gigantic corporation is suddenly turning around and like saying you have to, you know what I mean? Like asking for handouts. Like it's not quite the same thing. The giant corporation is saying it's not going to be feasible for, it's not going to be profitable for us. So why should we do it? And the fans are saying, okay, well, we'll pay for it. Right. <laughs> we love it enough to pay for it. So I don't feel like it's quite the same thing. Like if it 
if it kept happening, it would be one thing, but, and it wasn't like it came from Warner brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I felt like it's pretty transparent that it's coming from Rob and Kristen and not coming from Warner brothers themselves. Right. Um, and quite frankly, people have said it. Fans have said it over the past few years. Why don't you do a Kickstarter? If you had a Kickstarter, I would do it. So like for me, it's like more like them pursuing something that has been brought up right. more so than a corporation saying, Hey, let's try out this Kickstarter thing. See if we can right. fleece some fans. Yeah. Well, there's also the people out there talking about that. This is not what Kickstarter is for. It's for the, the little guy to, to having bigger, these bigger projects or bigger companies coming on that it could, it could ruin this whole thing. And I don't get that because People are giving money to things that they want to give money to, whether it's a small thing or something from a larger corporation. Just because a, somebody puts a project out on Kickstarter doesn't mean now all of a sudden your project on Kickstarter is not going to get funded. Right. Like, it makes that, that, that argument makes no sense to me. If anything, this whole thing brought even more attention to Kickstarter. Exactly. You see things like, uh, well, like, Girl, like people from Parenthood have gotten involved and like are supporting the the movie, but also like you see Kristen Bell and Rob, like when you look and see what they as creators of this thing have now supported, like they're supporting old ladies with canes and like they're now supporting more things on Kickstarter because it's bringing more attention to Kickstarter. Yep. Yeah. So, so anyway. I, it's just one of those, it's one of those weird things that people get this weird idea about things and i'm just like no just because people gave two million dollars in 10 hours uh, to this project doesn't mean that somebody else's that's why somebody else's project didn't get funded exactly it's because nobody heard about the two were not related exactly so that's our news because now we've talked about news for a jillion years yeah which is interesting since we had no news prime time running together Leaving it on the line. Okay. How I Met Your Mother, Season 8, Episode 19, The Fortress. Was this about selling his apartment? It was about selling his apartment. Okay. I had to um, remember what it was about. Sorry. It's okay. Are you apologizing for this episode? Was that what you were apologizing for? <laughs> no, I didn't hate all of the episode, unlike you. <laughs> I don't. I didn't hate all the episode. I just, I don't know. <sighs> I assume that's what you meant since you were asking me if I was apologizing <laughs> for it. Like, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I just didn't really enjoy it. It's difficult. <laughs> it's hard to explain. It was in the, I can see how that would be difficult. <laughs> it was in the sweet spot of not hating it or liking it. Which, you know, a lot of shows get into for me. I did like that, like, she made the point of saying, I don't want the, you know, I don't want you to sell the apartment because it would change. You know, I did fall in love with you. And I don't want you to change too much. And kind of establishing that, like, that'll work for Barney and Robin. I just don't like when they take Ted too far sometimes. And I think sometimes they just do when he's annoying. Yeah, I don't know. The The episode was just weird. I mean, they had a a couple of funny bits with the um, all the, like, you, you found out about even more things that Barney has at the apartment that you'd never seen before. Uh uh, like the Hobie gone bed and, uh, and all, and all these things, but, uh, which, which were kind of humorous, but sometimes the, you know, like the big Jarrell head stuff. And sometimes it's like a little too much. 
and uh and then the whole trying to uh I'm blanking on the uh what's that what's that British show of PBS that shows here Downton Abbey Yeah, Downton Abbey the whole trying to spoof Downton Abbey stuff like uh I don't know that didn't really work and the I don't know this whole art thing is like too far out there. I don't know. There's just a lot of it that wasn't working all in one episode for me. I actually thought the Downton stuff was funny, but um, I don't really remember this episode. (laughs) So clearly I didn't like love it or anything because I'm just like, what do I say about it? So you're Um, right there in the the Amory sweet spot as well. (laughs) You didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was fine. It just it wasn't. Which is how I felt about the last few, I think, yeah, episodes. Like I haven't hated them. I I enjoy spending time with these characters, but I will agree that there were a lot of things in this episode that were over the top, and I prefer it when there's like one storyline that's over the top, or one of the characters who's over the top, and the rest rest of them are still kind of got their feet on the ground. So right, <laughs> kind of anchors what's happening, but. Um, I mean, because there was a lot of things that could have been funny if they had just been the one thing that was happening in the episode. Like, the escape shoot would have been funny to me if it had been the only thing that was, like, so over the top that you could you wouldn't believe it actually existed in his apartment. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Instead, it was the bed, the escape shoot, the head. Like, it was a whole bunch of things. Like, I actually thought the head was probably the probably the thing that would have been the best if you had just had that and everything right. else kind of whatever cuz that totally is some like i liked the 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 constant stuff that was happening with the head like the opening the closet and barney turning around and being like shut it i'm not going to continue right. till you shut the door like that stuff was funny to me but like that on top of all the other stuff gets to be way too much exactly and i think more than ever it's just proving that the show needs to end and yet it's still going to continue it's still going to continue and I don't, I'm not at the place where I was a couple years ago where, like, I hated it because I was just so over it. But I just, I just really want them to come to a good conclusion. And I don't think that's possible anymore with the fact that they're clearly just kind of whiling about the hours, you know. <laughs> treading water. <laughs> treading water, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel that they could introduce the mother. I mean, clearly the end yeah. of the season is going to introduce her no matter what, but. Like, I just feel like, just do it already, because this constant, like, need to try and kill time, which would be okay if you actually had funny stories to do it with. And exactly. some of them in this season, I think, have done that, and but most of them have not, so. Right. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, so, I guess the only bright spot is we know how the season ends, so we know that he, not that it wouldn't stop them from. Knowing them. Right. Being like, well, that's how I met her, but let's take it back, uh, uh, (laughs) you know, and tell even more stories that are pointless and that your uncle would never have shared with me in the first place. Right. Yes, that's true. So I'm still watching and I'll watch it to the end because I kind of know there is some kind of end in sight. It's just, will they get there in time? I don't know. I don't know. It's happening. So that's how I met your mother. We're kind of meh on it. 
Castle. I also watched this this afternoon. Castle, season five, episode 17, Scared to Death. I made the point. I'm sorry, somebody opening an envelope, mailing a letter, packaging a box, (laughs) something happening that I need to be aware of. (laughs) Anyway. um, If you could have seen my face when you said it, I was like, oops. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't doing Um, it intentionally. All right, sorry, go ahead. So... I really, I, I talked to Seamus Dever from Castle the your other day. Ever. He is so, I just love him. He's just so lovely. He's just so lovely. I love him. Um, but we talked about how the show does a really good job of kind of, I always compare it to Bones. I, I compare the show to Bones more than anything because I think they run <laughs> along a similar course. But doing a dark episode and then doing a funny episode and it fitting within the characters and within the story where Bones, I feel like, sometimes is too jarring for it. Like, you can't just have an episode where a dead guy, like, is in Angelin, what's-his-name's apartment, and then the next episode they're in roller derby. Like, that's just too drastic. And I feel like Castle just handles the drasticness of that really well. Um, mm-hmm. and I just like that this was a fun episode, which it sounds like we're going to get a kind of a darker episode this week, uh, based on what Seamus was saying. So I, I like that they can handle, I like that it makes sense that this is something tr- that Castle would totally 100% believe in. It's not out of character. It's totally 100%. Well, I think it helps too when they make the other characters that you mean, they, you can tell they don't really believe in it. But they're not quite sure, so. Right. Yeah, these are the type of episodes that I like where they play within some genre, but yet they give it, you know, uh, it's it's not, you know, like there aren't aliens. There aren't, you know, uh, DVDs that are causing people to kill things, but they still play with all these uh, different genres and stuff like that. And uh, Like and what have, if there was? And have a lot of fun with it. But they do have, but like you were saying, you know, where she she's like, well, she turns to, to, to the other two detectives and like, well, you go. And he's like, uh, I can't really, you know, they're like trying to come up with excuses for why uh, they can't do it without saying that they're now kind of freaked out or not really exactly. sure. <laughs> like, uh, So, yeah, that was uh that was that was really good. And I like and I say it all the time, but I really, really, really like how they handle the Castle and Beckett relationship. They are in a relationship. They're in a great relationship, it would appear. And but she still is just like, Castle, shut up. Like, you do not you're not making any sense. Like, I just right. really like how they handle it. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> So, yeah. I don't have a lot of deep thoughts. Sorry. No, just another fun episode. Uh, for me, it was a, it wasn't jarring like you were talking about, but it was a little bit. It, it felt a little bit odd right at the beginning, uh, because they went so big in the last episode. That granted, there's well, they always there, do those. Granted, there's part. time that's passed since that. Yeah, you know, it's not like that's the thing. It's like for you as the viewer, it's like. They just got back from from her being in Paris and, you know, taken hostage. And and then now here's the next episode. But yet there's actually been, you know, 
weeks of time that have happened uh, between there. So it's not quite as weird that they've gotten uh, back into their, uh, you know, sort of routine of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just was a little bit right at the beginning, but then you sort of get into the episode and it's fun. and Love it. My favorite part was him calling Wes Craven. <laughs> I, t- I know. I love how they like, continually try to make it seem like Hazel is an actual real guy. Right. One of my favorite things about the books that they, you know, that the castle books that they sell is if you go to like Amazon or whatever, the author is Richard Castle with a picture of Nathan Fillion. I mean, (laughs) that I I just think that's really funny. So that's that's Castle. Castle. Okay, New Girl, season two, episode 19, Quick Hardening Kalk. Loved this episode. Top to bottom. Loved it. I feel like the show has been on fire. I agree. Thoughts? I agree. It was really funny. And I love that how, like, as you could tell, I mean, obviously she had told Cece that everything he was, like, him being whatever him being together and him like actually like thinking about things and taking care of things was like so hot. So that then later when he's like telling her stuff and you can just see it in her face where she's just like, Oh my God. (laughs) Right. Right. I just love it. (laughs) I just think that, Oh my God. I just love Nick Miller. I love Nick Miller so much. And I did love the delivery of everything at the hardware store. Oh my God. (laughs) The home, whatever. Yeah. Home Depot, basically. Oh when him pulling those chains and she's just like <laughs> staring at him. And the fact that Nick is completely oblivious to it is what makes it so genius because he would be. Nick is so like, he just would be so f- like that. Yep. I love it. And the, I love when she's like, Nick, what happened to your hand? I burned it in your soup. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I don't remember I anything love- that happened. <laughs> Her, her pulling on her, you know, because she talks dirty in her Judy Garland talk or whatever, and him responding to that very quickly and right away and knowing that he he needed to get her out of there. Let's get you into bed, you know, like, <laughs> just, oh, they're so perfect. I did love the end as well. I have <laughs> Yes. And you knew as soon as they walked in and were like yelling and screaming at each other and he's like, you get your clothes off right now. You knew that the fish tank was going to just break. And yes. I love how they just leave it. They're like, I'm not doing it. I'm not touching it. And then so that we know as an audience that like this is not over. This is something that's going to continue. They go to the rooms. But they come back out because they can't stop. Like they kiss like they're so amazing. I love it. I love them so much. It felt very in character. It felt very ridiculous and amazing. I just loved it. I, uh, I'm a little, I don't know about the other storylines. I mean, I liked it, but I guess it was always going to pale anyway, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So if, I think it was kind of a smart idea for them to kind of go a little, uh, on the nose with with Schmidt's searching for the angelfish, like I thought it was very good to kind of keep it down, played because you know all that anybody was ever going to talk about after that episode was Nick and Jess, right? True that. 
I still love the, we don't want to wait, for, we don't want to wait forever for that cock to harden. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the delivery of it too, where he's just like, it's one, one innuendo after another. And he just like, totally is just like saying it. like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. I loved it. Um, we, so this is the episode they screened for us at Paley. Mm-hmm. So it was even funnier to watch it with, you know, an audience of people. So I think that's why I loved it. But Liz Merriweather like announced it to us and she said, uh, we have possibly the worst title for any show ever. Like, you know, like all of our episode titles are so ridiculous. And she says, so without further ado, here's hard, quick hardening caulk. <laughs> and the way she said it, I was like, hold up. Like, what is that about? I did not realize she said the word caulk. And that just made it even funnier. Um, I just loved it. Loved it. Jason, your thoughts? I'm a little behind on on New Girl, but uh, they're having a great season. I just yeah, uh, so good. It's just one I of can't the get enough. Like you, Amory was uh, out of town and am now behind <laughs> on a bunch of stuff and trying to catch up. But New Girl was not one that I could that I got caught up with before to, we podcasted today. Oh my god, you have to go catch up on it because it's been so good. Love it. Love it. So yeah, so that's New Girl. I mean, I could just literally just go on and on and on and on and on on about how much I love it. But really, who needs to hear that? So we're moving on. (laughs) Psych! Season 7, Episode 4, No Country for Two Old Men. I mean, I didn't hate this episode. I just forgot that I watched it. (laughs) So I don't know what that says about the episode. But, um... Because, I mean, I like Jeffrey Tambor and I actually really liked him with Corbin Burnson. I don't know. Thoughts? I thought it was funny. Yeah. I like, you know, like Mexican Lassie and... and Mexican Lassie was great. Stuff like that was uh, was funny. Also, just the continuing to get in deeper and deeper trouble. And, and pretty soon he's like, wait, is that the border? <laughs> like, are we flying to Mexico? Like, it just keeps getting worse and worse for Henry. And uh, all he was trying to do was... Uh, be nice and pick up a package for, for a friend. I just love that um, at the end, like, they really are friends now. Like, they're friends. And I love that, because Henry needs a friend. And I just, I don't know. I just, this season, I think the only problem is the this third episode was so good. The last, you know, Lassie Jerky was just so good that I have trouble like nothing is going to hold a candle to it an eternal flame to it should I say um I don't know I just love the show I really do well hopefully uh, episode 100 will uh I haven't watched it yet but I'm gonna try and see if I love it I mean I'm sure I'll love it because I love (laughs) that makes it sound like eh the 100th episode, I'll try and watch it. <laughs> I mean, the 100th episode, the, the episode, the sode for which I was on the set, um, oh to be God, one of those God. people, um, <laughs> right, just like, she just stabbed the voodoo doll of myself. I just um, stabbed the voodoo doll of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, F that, I'm going to fly to Philadelphia and stab you. Uh, <laughs> I just really, like, I'm looking forward to it because I love Clue. And I love Psych. So, so 
Psych. That's all we really had to say about that. Jeffrey Tambor, great casting. I just really hope that um, it continues to be a great season. Well, I thought they did, you know, not quite as good as the previous episode, but yet they still had a lot of fun stuff, like uh, with them, you know, moving in together uh, and, you know, Sean and and Gus when they and Juliet go down to Mexico, but they stop and buy some chickens. You know, and stuff. Of course. Uh, and so, but P.S. And... And, and, and Gus, Gus with the food has gotten more and more funny. It's amazing. <laughs> like, as, as they go on. I mean, last week where he tried the barbecue, even after they they thought it might have been Lassiter. Well, the trying the barbecue was last week. Yeah. I mean, okay, that so last okay. week and then this week. I didn't like, hear picking that. Picking up sorry. the... Picking up the sopapilla off the ground, he's like, "Do they do the ten-second oh rule down here?" You know. Oh and, my God. Uh, I also like when he's like, "I think I've earned enough. I think I've earned like time to be buried with you forever, or something." <laughs> like when they were going to decide who was being buried in the graves, and then he's like, "I'm digging my own grave," and how just frustrated they got uh, Betty's dad from Ugly Betty. And then the the but the whole thing about Gus like being yeah, a dad, dad but. <laughs> but not wanting to be feeling suffocated, yes. even though they've been together for like a week. Right. Well, it was just he funny fi- that Sean he... was like, you're not a dad. <laughs> exactly. But he finds out at the end that. The... She's like, I just want you to build a shelf. <laughs> According to him, you're just the guy that's coming over to build a shelf for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, psych. So that's psych. Moving on to Grey's Anatomy. Season 9, episode 18, Idle Hands. I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy all season, so have at it. What was this one? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I say that about every episode, but... This is the... Of every show ever. (laughs) Well, this is the second episode after they bought the hospital. Oh, right, this is the episode. Last week was all about the the transplants, and this week they were reopening the, the trauma center and... Yeah, I had the new x-ray machine. This was a hard week because there were, well, this week was the, the teacher who had cancer. That made me cry. <laughs> um, as I laugh about it, but seriously, it made me cry. <laughs> well, I, well, I have to say, even now, in its ninth season, they still do some pretty good stories in, they in do. the show. Their patient stories are great. I Every week, they make me cry. <laughs> I actually have been enjoying the dynamic, like the, in a way, them buying the hospital has given the show some life because it has changed the dynamic of things. So that's kind of cool because it changes kind of not everybody's position, but a lot of people's positions like this week with Christina. First, she was helping the guy thinking he was going to, he wanted her to work on his thing. And then she found out that, no, he just wanted to get some money from her. And then... (laughs) which pissed her off. And then she realizes, wait a minute, I can use that. <laughs> she realized, wait a second, I am in charge. <laughs> exactly. So um, so I kind of like how they've been kind of playing and trying to figure out the dynamics and things like that. That's been. Yeah, with like Bailey going to like every one of them <laughs> to, to yes. pitch her idea. Yeah, I liked it all. I mean, I, I still enjoy the show and I. I um, feel like. If I was still watching it, like, I also would have. Like, I still would be enjoying it. I just, it was one of those things where so many things were airing at 9 on Thursdays. I I wanted to not have to watch everything. And Grey's Anatomy at this point, you know, I was mad about Lexi. I was mad about Mark. 
so I just didn't feel like it. Well, you know, Amory. Was it conflicting with Beauty and the Beast too much for you? <laughs> no, I just didn't want to record for things on Thursdays. Um, I will say that you would appreciate, Amory, that they renamed the hospital to the slow. What was it? Gray Sloan Memorial Hospital. Yeah. In- oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> Wait, because they, they own the hospital now, right? I do know that. Yeah, well, they own the ho- some portion of the hospital along with um, the, Harper, yeah, the Harper Avery Foundation. Mothers, whatever. Yeah, his oh, family's okay. Oh, whatever. I read somewhere. Wait, Jackson's in charge, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's not I really in charge. That. He's like the – he is in charge, but he's like the go-between – between the company, yeah, he's like the head of the board or whatever. He's okay. the, uh, or the you know, he's the person on the board from that group. But yet, they invested overall. They invested the most, so they kind of have a a say. But he's you know he stepped up in the the last couple episodes and and uh, you know especially with the his it was his idea to you know because he really stepped in it <laughs> in the previous episode. Uh, at the beginning, and so at the end, coming up with his, it was his idea to to rebrand the uh, the hospital with a new name, which is a much better name than the than Seattle yeah. Grace Mercy West <laughs> that it was after they combined it a while ago. How much money do they have to spend to change all the signs everywhere? <laughs> and put, um, a, that's what and put a new I think that one, stuff like that. Yeah, put a new mosaic <laughs> down on the, and on the floor. Well, I'm not even going to talk about that. I mean, like, all of the signs on the roads, all of the... Because <laughs> it's not just the, in the hospital itself that you have to rebrand. It's everywhere you have signs pointing to your hospital, which, of course, there are signs everywhere when it comes to big hospitals like that. And then, yeah, and then uh, then the internal stuff, you know, of, on all the paperwork and on business yeah. cards and every, every, <laughs> everything else would ultimately... So really, Grey's Anatomy, we wonder where you're coming up with all this money. <laughs> well, they just had to spend a lot of money to buy the hospital, but they also like they have a, an abundance at the moment because they're buying things. So, not an abundance, but they have money to fund things, whatever. So, but it was anyway, fun. Exactly. It was oh. it was the sort of side thing of them having this new super fancy uh, X-ray machine that could do a full body scan in 13 seconds. But nobody nobody coming into the trauma center that day needs uh, needs to have an X-ray or they need to get them to the OR before they can actually use it. Uh, but yet they keep starting to almost just put somebody in it, like just because they have like a sprained ankle because they want right. to use it. Uh, that was uh, that was a lot of fun with because they all thought they were going to use it and then oh they're not using it and then. But I think they had they I think they still do uh, uh, really good. That was this was also the episode wasn't this the episode that they had Alex in the. And the kid with cancer playing pranks on the other dock. Yes, that was that was that was pretty funny, uh, especially when he thought he was getting in trouble from Weber. But Weber was just like, "I've got a better idea." Yes. <laughs> and I I I like that storyline for Alex. Uh, the idea that he may have in that other character, the other doctor, may have found somebody that uh, is st- stable. And from a similar background, you know, and, uh, you know, that that he could have a real relationship with that won't go psycho crazy on him. Uh, I I like how that uh, 
how that relationship's working out, how, you know, they became really good friends. And then as soon as she started dating somebody else, he was like, wait a second, you know? Mm hmm. So Grey's Anatomy. That's it. Maybe I'll catch up someday. They're actually having, a, I think they're having you a pretty good season. You just start watching, Amory. You don't yeah. have to catch up. <laughs> if you really wanted to, which you obviously don't, so <laughs> let's move on. It's true. Um, okay. The Good Wife, season four, episode 18, Death of a Client. This episode just bummed me out because I'm a Will Alicia fan, and she basically crushed his heart into a thousand pieces this episode. But other than that, I thought the episode was pretty awesome. Well, my, my favorite thing about this episode was I really like Matthew Perry in this in this role, even though he's this character that you totally hate. Like, right. You you like him from you know his from things like Friends and now Go On and you know he and in a dr- more dramatic role on like The West Wing he was really good, but in this he's taking the dramatic side, but he's like a total ass and you just like hate him. And what was funny is that during this episode is I kept thinking, man, I really want to punch him in the face. Right. <laughs> and then and then later on he gets punched in the face, which was like the best thing ever. Because... It was awesome. <laughs> I do love it. Um, I don't like so that's my problem, though, because I love the idea of him like punching, you know, Peter standing up and being this awesome guy and punching him in the face because we were all hoping he would. I also don't like the idea of Peter as like some hero because I don't think that he and Alicia belong together and I don't want her to settle. So that's where my head is right now. So you're not going to start uh, shipping uh, Will and we'll see. Okay. So that's another problem (laughs) because I really, really like her in that role too. So I kind of do love them. As a, you know, as a romantic pairing. So who knows? Maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. I don't know. I just really, the show is so good. I just love it so much. And I really feel like there's just nothing on TV quite like it. And everybody in the cast is fantastic. I don't think the kids are annoying like other people do. Yeah. Oh, I think I the just... the way that they tell the, these stories in – and the, the last couple episodes have been – there's normally like a really long intro. These have had like super long intros where you're like 15 minutes into the episode before you get that first commercial break. Right. Uh, which is, is a very – the way that the, the show is structured is also different than most shows. And – it just sucks you in and you don't even realize that you're now actually like a quarter of the actual uh, of the hour or, you know, even almost a third of the actual episode is is over already. But yet so much still happens. Right. In in the rest of it that it, I'm so good the, the way they put the way they it put is. The show it's so together. good. It's just oh, I love it so much. And I want I just wanted to go on forever. That's all. I, that's really all I had to say about the Good Wife. I never wanted to end. And if it does end, I want Alicia and Will to be together forever, um, because I'm a shipper. That's me. Um, so that's prime time. Oh, wait. Speaking of shipping things, uh, jumping back to Psych, how funny was uh, 
Sean talking with Juliet about what their 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 combined name should be. And she I was honestly like, do not remember that. <laughs> he was he was he kept combining them. He goes, and then you know, if for brevity's sake, for brevity's sake, you have shules. And she looks at him, and she's like, uh, "We're not doing that." <laughs> huh. I don't love it. So yeah, so reality. I didn't watch Amazing Grace. I'm like four weeks behind, and I don't really think I need to. Um, but I have watched Survivor, and I really want Malcolm to win. I just don't think he's going to, and I want Reynolds to get kicked off. Um, and Philip is a crazy person, and really should go because he is nuts. Um, that's about it for reality. So that's that's that with that then. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Alrighty then. So our music today, when it wasn't provided by me, because I think I did sing a little bit of the Dandy Warhols, um, was provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And who's on your show next week? Uh, not exactly sure who's going to be on uh, next week, but next, but for the next month, I'm trying to schedule uh, other TV podcasters to join us. So that's who you have to look forward to is uh, people from other TV podcasts. Uh. From other realms. So that's about it. I'm going to go eat something. I'm going to go catch up on the following. And that's about it. I'm going to go watch the 100th episode of, of Psych. I mean, I probably should, but I really need to catch up. Although I really need to post my interviews from. Oh yeah, me you guys too. Gonna make me stab some voodoo dolls again. From the set visit, and you really need to post. It's like I was like, oh wait, I can watch the episode, but oh, I need to post these. But yeah, I can watch they the stop episode. emailing me and saying, "What's your hundredth episode coverage?" You know what? Back off. Let me yeah. do my thing. <laughs> well, I plan you know to do a little more than I have, but. I got sick over the weekend. Life gets in the way. It happens. It does. Yeah, the the last week has been, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. It's been yes. a week. <laughs> it's been a week. So on that note, we're heading out. Oh, and if anybody, an added bonus, if everybody really cares, Gigolos Season 4 starts April 18th. <laughs> Are you super excited for that, Amory? There's a new Gigolo in town, you guys. Oh my god! Have you set the season uh, season pass on your DVR? I'm sure, there's more than one. Frankly, um, I do not have a season pass. I used to. I don't. You more anymore. watch it on demand when you have some time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just not at the office because whoa, it is not not a safe good for work. Huh? Environment. Okay. Have a good night. All right. On that note, about gigolos. Ciao. Thus ends our conversation. Bye. 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 We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.